Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. So we are in a series on prayer. I'm actually glad you came. Because sometimes prayer is not a real popular topic, right? But it's essential, right? It's essential. We, we need to pray. We need to have a, a prayer life, right? Um, we don't want to just pray when, when um, crisis comes, right? God wants us to commune with him on a daily basis, right? It's kind of an echo, something like that in, the, in, my, in my mic. So, yeah, because you, you know I'm... I'm capable of getting louder, so once it gets louder, it's going to sound worse. Um, so we need. So we're we're talking about prayer. We're we're talking about heaven and earth. Heaven, heaven's invading earth. All right, heaven invading earth. Do you need some heavenly things invading your situation this morning? So the backbone of every prayer that Jesus um, taught us was the, um, the Lord's Prayer out of Luke 11. It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, that is not a request. That is a declaration. So it's not asking God to do it. It's declaring that it's done. It's declaring that it's done. See, God needs some bold Christians to declare that over their lives, to declare that in schools, to declare that in your job, to declare that in your cities, to declare that in your neighborhoods, that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So whatever you're going through right now, you ought to declare that over your situation. That the heavens are, is is invaded. The heaven, heaven will invade your situation. Are you with me? I think I lost somebody. Did I lose? We need to declare those things over our lives. It's not just a request. It's a declaration. So prayer, see, prayer is a powerful tool for communicating with God. See, it is a wonderful opportunity to become one with our creator and the giver of all things. Not some things, all things. We need that as a reminder because we think that God can only do some things. When we get into a crisis situation, we, we think that God can only do some things. He can do all things. All. All things. Can you say all? All, all things. I'm just trying to see if you're with me or not. <laughs> see, prayer helps us find strength today and hope for the future. We should actively trust in the power to cha- the power of prayer to change our circumstance. See, God has ordained prayer as a means whereby he will do things through people as they pray, which he would not do otherwise. Yeah. 
So God, so prayer moves God's heart. It does. Prayer moves God's heart. It's a divine appointment. Prayer is a divine appointment. So prayer moves God's heart. See, your faith life correlates with your prayer life. So the Bible say, says faith, without faith, we can't please God. So without prayer, we can't move God. So we need prayer. So prayer is essential. Prayer is essential. Now you have, you have to stand up here and preach. You can, anytime you come up here, you need to give them a mic, you got, you got to preach. Essential. Thus says the Lord. <laughs> so without faith, it's impossible to please God. And without prayer, it's impossible to move God. Prayer moves the heart, heart of God. Right? Prayer moves the heart of God. See, God takes those pr prayers and he moves them. Right? You could, throughout the whole Bible, as, as, as Hannah prayed, right? Pray the heart of God. God moved. Elijah pray, prayed for the rain to, to stop and the rain to come. It moved God. God takes prayer and he moves them to accomplish his purpose. See, God doesn't need us, right? But when we pray, when we connect with him, he takes those prayers and he moves those prayers according to his purpose. Amen. Amen. How are we doing? So I want to, so quickly, I want us to just talk about two types of prayers that moves the heart of God. And we have something special we're going we're gonna to do. So, so two types of prayers that moves the heart of God. So the first one, prayers that are filled with the fullness of God. Yeah, so let's, let's turn, turn with me to Ephesians 3, verse, verses 14. Let's start there. So Ephesians 3, 14, it says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father. Of, of our, our Lord Jesus Christ, for whom the, the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ, Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. See, Paul's prayers to, to, to us is that we will be filled with the fullness of God. We will be filled with the fullness of God. And how do you do that? He, well, he says that Christ must dwell in our hearts. And that we, we need to know the love of Christ over knowledge. Yes. We, so Christ should dwell in our hearts and we should know the love of Christ 
over knowledge. This is very important. This is very important, very important to experience the fullness of, of, of God. This is very important. Why is this so important? Because the next verse confirms that prayers move God's hearts, right? So the, the next verse, it says, verse 20, it says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. See, first, we, yeah, so first we need to know, is God able? Is he able? We need to start there first. Is, is he able to do exceedingly, abundantly, all that we ask. It says, all that we ask. That struck me. It says, all that we ask or even think of. So that means when we have a prayer life, a connection with him, we pray for certain things. That means he's not going to just do what you ask. He's going to go well, well above what you ask or even think of. We even think of. So God, God, we serve a big God. He doesn't just, he doesn't just answer your, your prayer. He goes above and beyond that request that you ask. But then he says, how, how is he going to do that? How is he going to do that? See, we must understand the power of prayer is within us. Because he says that he will, he will do, he was able to do exceedingly abundantly all that we ask or think of according to the power that works in us. So that means we need to have a prayer life, right? That means we need to, that means we need to have a connection with God. But it talks about the fullness of God. We cannot experience the fullness of God if we don't spend time with him. So God's deposited the power of prayer in us. He left us with the Holy Spirit. Come on. So it's the Holy Spirit that must be ignited that's in us. So God's just because your prayers don't get answered doesn't mean that God's not doing exceedingly abundantly things in other people's life. He, he is. So he's going around of seeing, surveying who can he pour into? Who can he do great things in their lives? Who is ready? Who can receive? Who can receive my glory? See, the problem is we don't receive it. If we don't receive it, it cannot be released. Exceedingly, abundantly, all that we ask. God wants to show up, but we must invite him into our prayer life. He wants to do, he wants to do mighty things in your life. He wants to go above and beyond all your requests. Exceedingly and abundantly, all that we, can, we ask or think of. See, God is the Lord of all lords and the king of all kings. There's nothing too small or too big for him. Amen. So I love it when it says that we must, we must know the love of Christ over knowledge. Because a lot of times we agree with God, 
but it's never released. The power is never released, right? So it's called mental assent. It means intellectually accepting the word as true, admiring it, and agreeing with it, but not allowing it to have impact in your life. So we kind of, so what it, essentially what we're saying is, God, I believe in you. No, God, I agree with you, but I don't really believe in you. I know that kind of hurt, right? I, I, that kind of hurt. But we must believe that God can do exceedingly, abundantly things, all that we ask. Because where he's going to do it, he's going to do it that's within us, the power that he put within us. See, some people, we can quote scriptures because, um, because we agree, but we don't receive it. So that scripture no longer has power in your life. It won't make an impact because you only agree with it but not receive it. See, some, see we can hear the word but not absorb the word, right? It's one ear out the other. Then the enemy comes and he steals that word. That word was for you, and he steals that word that was supposed to make an impact in your life. I said it last week. I still remember messages for years ago that I've heard that I, I'm still applying to my life, right? So as, as believers, some of us, we become prisoners of the moment. Like we come to church, we hear a great word, and we like, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, what a great word. And we walk out of here the same way as we walked in. And Monday's still the same. You're still the same person. Tuesday, you're still the same person. Wednesday, you're still in the same situation. But prayer moves the heart of God. So if you're in, in your prayer closet, if you're driving and you're, you're, you're praying to the Lord, something should change. Something should change. If you don't pray, nothing changes. So if nothing changes, nothing changes. <laughs> Prayer moves the heart of God. Like God, our God does exceedingly abundant things. That's like, that's his character. That's his character. He's a, he's a big God. He's going to do big things in your life, but we need to commune with him. We need to have a conversation with God, right? We need to, we need to invite him into his presence into our lives. It's nothing like being in the presence of the Lord. It's nothing like being in the presence of God. The Bible says that in, the, in his presence, there is liberty. In his presence is the fullness of joy. So in his presence, there's everything that you need. Like, you don't just have to be in his presence on Sunday, you can do that throughout the week. It's commune, communing with him, just, ha just sitting with him, basking in his presence. Listen, I found peace in his presence. I found joy in his presence. I found my breakthrough. I found my voice in his presence. I found my courage in his presence. Listen, I, I found a hiding place in his presence. Listen, I found, I found my true father in his presence. I found my identity in his presence. 
presence. I found something better for me in my life in his presence. His presence is full of all you need in his presence. But we must pray. We must pray. It's power in prayer. It's power in prayer. And he says the power is within you. He says the power of prayer is within you. So that means that when you and God is in an agreement, right, and you're praying with him, you're in agreement, and you actually believe that he can do exceedingly abundantly things, oh, my gosh, your whole life will change. Things around you will change. People are going to want to change because they're around you. Can you imagine that in church? Right? We all start changing. <laughs> Go figure, right? A church that changes things, right? Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? When you get around other believers, you get excited about changing. Your situation changing, right? Your situation changes, right? Like you hear miracles and testimonies of, of others. You can tell when someone's been with God when they always giving you a testimony. Like you can't be still talking about the testimony 10 years ago. <laughs> I mean, I know it's cool and everything. It was God. It's a miracle. Like God parted the Red Sea, you know what I mean? But the Red Sea story is a little old. Like God should be doing some new things in your life. What about the testimony from last week? Yeah. What about the testimony yesterday? Yeah. What did he do in your life yesterday? Yeah. Are you excited? Can you prophesy what he's going to do for you tomorrow? Yeah. Amen? Amen? Come on. So we need some new testimonies, we, we, but we got to spend some time with him. He responds to our prayers. He responds to our prayer. If you're not, if, you're, if your prayers are, aren't, being answered, we must challenge ourselves and ask ourselves, why? Why not? Because it didn't say that God sometimes does exceeding abundantly things. That's who he is. That's his character. So what's, what's up with us? I had to ask myself, if my life still looks the same, if God is not answering certain prayers, it is not on God. It is on me. I know, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm not welcome here anymore. Uh, <laughs> Y'all done with me? God, prayer moves the heart of God. It moves God. He moves with the, the fullness. When people are filled with the fullness of God. And you can only be filled with the fullness of God if you're in his presence, if you're dwelling in his presence. You're connecting him. It ignites what he puts inside of you. Amen. God's going to do some things. So second thing, second, second and last thing. God, prayers that move the heart of God is that fervent prayer. So James 5 16, it says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective 
fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced fruit. What's the difference between us and Elijah? So Elijah prayed, and it moved the heart of God. It's that fervent prayer. It's that praying with passion and conviction and an agreement of who God is. Praying with a purpose. You know, that's what a prayer warriors are like. They pray with purpose. See, prayer warriors, they identify a problem and they intercede and then they intervene. They identify there's a problem, there's something to pray for. They don't just identify the problem, they identify a call in someone's life. They can see it. They can see what God's doing. They can see the potential, so they try to call it out. And they call it out and they just start to intercede. They intercede for them in prayer. See, that weapon that's trying to form against you will not prosper. See, God will do exceeding abundantly things in your life. Amen. So God is doing some big things. in There's this new season coming in your life. Get ready for the rain. So Father, I just welcome your presence in his life right now. We ask your protection over his life right now. He will be the man that you called him to be. I intercede for him right now in the name of Jesus that no weapon that's formed against them shall prosper in the name of Jesus. You will do what you said you would do in his life and he will see it and he will believe it and he will be released in this life in the name of Jesus because the power of prayer is within him. See those prayer warriors, they identify. They identify and they intercede and then they intervene. See, they throw themselves with their prayer. They throw themselves into the prayer that they prayed over, right? So they get involved. They get involved, right? They get involved. They walk with people during difficult seasons. They walk with people during good seasons. They just walk with people. They just pray. Those are the ones that get with people, and they pray with them. They just pray with them. They call out, they call out the, the purposes of God in their lives. Those prayer warriors, we, we have to become prayer words. It can't just be about us. We need some people in the body of Christ that will identify a need, right, and intercede for individuals and then intervene. Amen. Because it's about the kingdom of God. It's not just about our stuff all the time. God is bigger than that. God is bigger than that. God wants to do some amazing things in your life, but we need to get down and, 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 and pray and, and call out certain things and declare certain things over people's lives. We need to declare the greatness of God in their lives. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. Identify. Intercede. And intervene. And prayer warriors, they watch and they pray as well. Prayer warriors, they watch and they pray. See, they watch 
the Bible says, so they won't fall into temptation. Right? Just because you pray don't mean that enemy, enemy is not going to attack you. He will actually come to you first <laughs> to, to confuse you. He want to disrupt your prayer life. He wants to throw things and, you know, make your life busier. Like, your life is not going to get less busy. So we, we say all the time that we don't really have time to pray. Well, I don't have time not to pray. Because it's getting busier. I'm growing as a man of God. Right? The only way that I do that is with prayer. But see, prayer warriors, they watch and they pray. They watch and they pray. See, they watch for the any, out for the enemy's schemes. And they also watch for God's signs, the signs of, of the Lord. They watch. And this is what Elijah did. And I love this story because he went up to, a, to the mountain, right? And he knew that rain was coming. So he went up to the, to the mountain. He watched for the rain. And he prayed. He watched and he prayed. He watched and he prayed. See, God is saying to us, saints, God is saying to us, pray without ceasing. Don't ever stop praying. Don't ever stop praying and don't ever stop watching. So he saw, he watched for the prayer. He sent his messengers out to see what the rain was coming, but he kept praying. The rain was coming, kept praying. Then all of a sudden, the rain came. Do you imagine the prayers that Elijah prayed before the rain came? Because he was that prayer warrior, right? He prayed, he prayed that, that, that fervent, fervent prayer, like, Father, send the rain, God. See, so some people, they had a rough season. They had a rough season, God. And your rain, Lord, will come and wash away the residue of that rough season. See, some people need to see a sign, God. Some people need to see your wonders, God. Come, send the rain and wash away that season, Lord God. Lord, and for others, God, that that rain will water the seeds that they've sown over the years. God, they will experience harvest. Harvest season is here for them, God. Send the rain, God. Send the rain, Lord God. I intercede for them right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that they will experience your greatness, Lord God. Your word says that you will do exceedingly abundantly things, all that we ask or even think of, Lord God. Blow their minds right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Send the rain over this congregation, Lord God. Send the rain in this situation, Lord God. There are people here that are crying out for you, Lord God. Water their problems, Lord God. Water their situation situations right now with your presence and your glory, Lord God. Father God, make them run to your, into your presence, Lord God. Make them, Lord God, just know your goodness, the goodness of the Lord, Lord God. Send the rain. Send the rain. Send the rain. In Jesus' name. Send the rain. In Jesus' name. We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram.
God bless you and have a great rest of the week.